Hello and welcome to another episode of the Diet Obsessed Podcast. I am your host, Veronica Santarelli, and this is a podcast for those of us who are just obsessed with all things diet culture, and we like to discuss the details and mention it all. All right, let's get into the episode. So today I'm going to be reviewing another Diet Starts Tomorrow podcast. This was this one was entitled, I Feel Guilty That I'm Regressing in My Body Acceptance Journey. And I wanted to do this one because I just think that the, <clears throat> the kind of mental game of staying focused and being body positive and... Uh, I, you know, sometimes it's, it's this roller coaster of ups and downs and I feel it too. Um, I've been kind of up and down with my health journey just in terms of like my sugar cravings. So let's get into my personal updates first before I get into my podcast review. And this is another uh, episode of Craving More. So thank you and hello to all my subscribers. I appreciate all of you. Uh, So happy 4th of July, everyone. It is, well, happy 4th of July week, I should say. This will come out after the 4th of July holiday, uh, the Sunday after. And I didn't really do too, too much. 4th of July has never really been a huge, important holiday for me. I mean, when I lived in California, like, first of all, as a kid, I hated fireworks. I was, all I remember is, you know, being in Maine at night, especially when you're around the water, which I always, you know, fireworks are typically over some body of water. If you're anywhere near water, it'll be over a lake or it'll be over a river, over the ocean. And so, you know, we would always go out at night to watch the fireworks And I just, I would always get chewed up by mosquitoes. I hated the loud noises. I'm like, okay, great. Some, some like loud noises and color in the sky. Great. Let's go home. (laughs) And, and I just, I was never impressed with it. So I don't know when I lived in California, it was obviously a little bit more of a popular holiday there because California is such a summer destination place. And I always felt like, you know, I wanted to go out and celebrate with my friends on 4th of July. So we would typically end up at some overly crowded beach party, you know, when I lived in San Diego um, or like near Manhattan Beach in Playa del Rey. I would take an Uber down to the Strand and there'd always be these house parties, but it would be so crowded and the people that owned the home or rented the home would always be like so entitled and rude. I mean, I don't know. It just, it was always a shit show. I'll never forget when I shared an Uber with some, I was so just crushed in between these huge um, drunk guys. This is when I was like very financially poor and, you know, doing Uber pool. I've now upgraded to UberX, so, so, you know, living large now, but, um, but I'll just, it was, oh my God, it was horrible. But so now, and of course now I'm living in Arizona where it's like 9,000 degrees outside and there's no water. So except for, you know, man-made lakes and stuff. So, and I had to work over the weekend. So I don't know, it just, you know, Chad and, you know, my boyfriend went to play golf And by the time I got out of work, you know, they were kind of done for the day. They had gone to the pool. We did go out and grab some food and some drinks. So I did meet up with everybody after work on Saturday. And then Sunday, now I did have the holiday off. I had Tuesday off. So, you know, so I, you know, I've been, I didn't want to go out and buy any, I've been trying to stay focused on my non-processed sugar journey. But, you know, I I start searching the house for, like, I'm not going out and buying all the cakes and ice cream that I was doing for a while, but I do have leftover stuff in the house. So I, you know, I start, my, my brain starts like scanning for like, what do we have for sugar in the house? I'm like a drug dealer, drug, like crackhead trying to find my hit. So I, I just was like, what do we have? What do we have? And... And I realized that we had these, like, I still had one package of marshmallows left in the cupboard. 
and the remnants of the like cereals that I'd bought to make Rice Krispie squares. So at 7 p.m. on Sunday, I caved and made Rice Krispie squares. Well, not they were like cornflake squares and shoved most of them down my throat that night <laughs> and ate the last one on Monday. And then Tuesday, you know, I had it off. So I was, and we really, oh, I will get to what I did daytime on Tuesday in my tasty treats of the week because I did treat myself that day. But that night I was, again, I, you know, it was a holiday. So I'm like, it, it felt like a Sunday because I was off that day. So I'm like, what do we have for sugar? Where's the sugar? I need, it's a holiday. I deserve sugar. <laughs> so I realized that there was one package of these uh, sugar cookies that I had not made left. And I'm not a huge sugar cookie fan, but they were there. And I had these sprinkles and I had, actually they were rainbow colored sprinkles, like pastel colored sprinkles and some white frosting. So I made the sugar cookies and Chad and I both finished them off. Like I'm such a bad influence on him. Here he is trying to be, you know, non-indulgent, trying to lose weight for Europe and I'm making sugar cookies. And of course he eats them because they're there. I mean, he wanted them too. Don't get me wrong. He definitely, he wanted them, but he didn't want them. So anyway, we ate those. They were so good. I have to say, I put a big heaping dollop of ice of white icing on them and then put the sprinkles on and mm, they were so good but you know that never helps my you know when I'm trying to be on a non-processed sugar journey and then I I'm you know searching and searching I mean I don't like to be too restrictive it's like if I want it I'm gonna have it um but you know it, it never leads to good mental health I mean I did drink a lot last week and so my mental health check-in this week is, I don't know, I, I, I don't know if it was all the sugar I ate or all the drinking I did, but I did find this week I had to like pull my brain out of, I mean, my mental health was okay. It's just, I had to like pull my brain out of doom scrolling. Like, I don't know. I just had to kind of be like, no, Veronica, you're not, you know, just all these doubts of this podcast and this business I'm trying to do online and all, all these things, you know, you just, you just sometimes have moments of self-doubt. And what I do in those moments is I, I just focus on the positives. I force my brain to stop calling myself a loser and, and filling my head full of fear. And I just pull it back into the opposite direction. And I say, well, what if, you know, what if this, this doesn't happen? What if all the good things happen? And, and then I do my affirmations and, you know, what I'm trying to do with affirmations and I've been doing affirmations fairly consistently for the past, I don't know, I, I was doing them quite a bit when I, well, I first started doing them when I wanted to win this cannabis license that we were going for, thinking somehow I could like manifest and visualize my way to winning this lottery. There's a lottery. I mean, hello, that doesn't work that way. So I kind of fell off. But, you know, what I've learned about affirmations is that it's, it's a way that you can rewire your brain. And it helps you to kind of get rid of any shadows or, you know, how we all have these like self-limiting thoughts and I know I have some. I'm trying to kind of figure it out. And it's, some of it's around money and some of it's about, you know, how much success I believe I can achieve in my life. And and I really want to feel just like that I'm unlimited and that, you know, I can do anything I set my mind to. And and so those are part of some of the affirmations I say, Um you know, and, and so I, I do these affirmations now very, very consistently. And I, I pretty much have been got, gotten into a habit of looking at my vision board and looking in the mirror and doing these affirmations every day. I'm just trying to rewire my brain into getting rid of any type of self-limiting doubts. And so we'll see, it's, it's a, it's a work in progress, but I will say that all the work that I've done on, you know, not beating myself up and speaking kindly to myself, it's, it's overall, it's really helped my mental health. So overall, this week has been good, even though I did have to consciously pull my brain back into a 
into an area of positivity. So anyway, that's my mental health check-in. I hope all of you had a good mental health week as well. Okay, now quickly, I want to get into my anti-aging antics segment. And so this week, now I, I know I've been talking about doing the skin pen treatment, which I decided to hold off on because I'm not, I don't think I'm at the point where I need something that invasive. And skin pen ultimately is, you know, medical grade, professional microneedling. And then of course they do the, the injections of sculpture with it. So now I have never done microneedling. Okay. And what I thought, because I don't want to spend that kind of money yet. And, and honestly, when I really, I mean, people, I know there's people out there that are like, you're insane. Like you look fine. Like your neck's fine. I of course am I'm I'm not, I'm trying not to be a perfectionist, but there are areas that I want to improve and I do see the creepiness of my neck. And of course, that is an area that I'm hyper-focused on. Uh, And I, I study the neck area in all other people. Like I'm always looking, especially at, at, at actresses like Kate Beckinsale, right? She is so fucking beautiful and looks so young And I have noticed lately, because I think she's like in her late 40s, nearing 50. She might be 50. But um, I'm always now looking at these women's necks because I'm like, well, what are they doing with their neck? And, you know, she's now starting to wear a lot of high neck things. And then I just saw this picture of Jessica Simpson. And, of course, there's rumors that she's doing Ozempic. And um, she's so skinny. And she's, she's a little younger than me. Uh, she's 42, I'm 43, soon to be 44. And I was looking at this picture that they took of her and, you know, she's lost so much weight and I was looking at her neck and her neck was all loose. And I'm like, okay, so, you know, this is an area that is a problem area for women in general, especially as we age. And I think genetically, some women are more predisposed to really loose necks than others. And I'm, I am someone that is going to have to fight that fight. Now, I think because I've been diligent about, you know, I think the Botox helps and I think the fact that I've always done skin cream and, you know, really taking care of that area and, you know, I have done a little bit of filler there. Um, and I did do this retinol treatment. So I got, I had my, my mom ended up getting me this thing, this set of uh, retinol from Beauty Bio. And I... The only time I actually did do a retinol once and my skin peeled like crazy because it was a medical grade retinol. And so I like this one because it was like it was called the reversal and it was like this this three stage um, process of of slowly bringing you up levels of retinol so that you don't go right into peeling. And so I did that. Now, I did that all last year when I was like piss poor and, and had to take a pay cut and was making no money. And I and because I had to stop doing Botox, and I had to stop doing any filler. And I was like, well, let me just I had had this as a gift. I'm like, let me just use this slowly over time, specifically on my neck. So and let me just see if I can see any improvement in the quality of the skin. And I do feel like it helped the texture of the skin. Um, and so, but now what I'm going to do, I'm doing the next level up. So what I decided to do, cause I forgot that the, the, one of the things that you want to use with beauty bio products, and I like beauty bio because I had heard the owner of it on a podcast and she's very, like, she has this huge biochemistry background. She's this brilliant woman, very, very science-based, uses, um, you know, peer-reviewed studies for clinical evidence of the efficacy of these products. And so I was very impressed with her. And they sell this roller that basically is a micro, it's a micro, what's it called? A microneedling roller. And then, so you use that first, and then you're supposed to put on the skincare. And that gets it into the skin so much better. And I, I totally, and I didn't invest in that roller because it's, it's not cheap. It's like a $200 device. And then you have to replace the heads so every so often. So I couldn't afford that last year, but this year I can. I mean, compared to like, 
you know, 1750, you know, $1,750 that I would have to do that three times a year for the skin pen treatment, you know, for the full skin pen treatment. Like maybe I'll do that in a couple of years. Um, but first I want to do this for at least the next year or two. What I'm, so I, I invested in the roller. I ordered it off Amazon. I do have it with an affiliate link on my website along with all these products I'm talking about. So I'm, what I'm going to be doing is roller, not rollerblading, microneedling my, my neck and my lower face with this roller. And then I will be using the Beauty Bio Retinol. I got the strongest one that you only use at night. And I'll be using that at night after I use my roller. So I will be reporting back on how this works. I'm still I'm still waiting for the roller, so I haven't received that yet. But I definitely will do some before and after pictures. And I really want to like do that for myself to see if there's real um, results. So that's my anti-aging focus for the week. And I will be reporting very soon. Okay, and then for my diet culture media moment, so this is very exciting because I've recently discovered a, a new podcast that I've, I'd heard about it, but I, I don't know, I just, I heard about it again and I'm like, oh, I need to listen to this. I think this will be right up my alley. It's called The Good Guys and it's with Josh Peck and uh, Ben Sofer, who is, he has a famous Instagram called Boy With No Job. He's Claudia Oshry's husband, girl with no job, who also is the host of The Toast. She's like this really funny, funny, funny girl that I love and I follow on Instagram. Anyway, so they're both Jewish, uh, Josh and Ben, which I love. They constantly talk about Jewish things, which I love to hear. And Josh used to be extremely what he calls morbidly obese. And he used to be this Nickelodeon kid, you know, famous on Nickelodeon. And he talks about it all the time, how they basically like, you know, forced him into child labor. He gets no residuals. He was totally taken advantage of. And but he also talks a lot about his weight loss journey. And because he's lost, you know, over 100 pounds at this point and did it through, you know, diet, exercise, fitness And, you know, he used to be like a drug addict and an alcoholic and, you know, just really abused his body with food and alcohol. And, um, and so he has, there's, there's a, what I love about this, I've listened to a few episodes. I haven't reviewed them because, you know, I want to like, I just discovered it. So I've just been listening to some of them for entertainment. But what I'm finding is in most podcasts, they there's some kind of element of diet culture or weight loss talk or food talk. Because Ben is also, you know, what what some P calls himself a fat guy. Like he he says he's lost and gained 60 pounds over his lifetime, like four times. And so he's someone who's always struggled with his weight. Claudia is also someone that struggled with her weight a little bit too, but she never talks about it. And I have a theory that both of them, not not Josh, but that Ben and Claudia are both taking Ozempic, but they're not talking about it. So, so there's little hints of it here and there, but he, Ben has also not come right out and said that he's taking Ozempic. So there is a, a, an Ozempic show that they have, which I'll probably do a review on next week. Cause I'm so curious. I have to listen to this, this episode and, and I want to do a full review on it. Um, but you know, just again, like I was just listening to a few of their episodes and like on this one show, you know, Josh was gloating about how, you know, he's maintained his weight now, his weight loss for like 20 years. And, you know, he'll see some of his friends that, you know, go on a weight loss journey and, you know, they'll lose like 20 pounds. He's like, then the holidays show up and then it starts creeping up. And I'm like, hey, buddy, like, guess who's maintaining over here? You know, so he's like gloating about how he's been able to maintain his weight loss when no, none of his friends have. And I just thought, and I, of course, it's like men talking about weight loss and weight maintenance, and it, you just don't hear it as often. So that's why, again, this is going to become probably one of my favorite podcasts out there. Uh, and then Ben, Ben started talking about this omelet that he, had, that he had ordered. He was in LA and he was talking about how he 
went to this, I don't know where he was, but he ordered this omelet and he describes this omelet. He's like, it had this and that and, you know, some vegetables. He's like, it had cheese and avocado. He's like, he's like, so I ordered this omelet. He's like, and it wasn't that great of an omelet. He goes, but I was just like talking out loud about you know, the things that already come with it, that they come with cheese, that it comes with a side of potatoes, that it comes with avocado. He goes, so this omelet anyway was like $24 omelet. He goes, then he goes, she acted like I had ordered all of these other things a la carte. So side of cheese, $4, side of potatoes, $8, side of avocado, $3. And he's like, by the time I get this bill, he goes, and I didn't even look at it. He goes, I just figured, okay, I got a coffee and and an omelet. It's going to be like cheap. He said he just like handed over his card. And then he looks at it after he's like, oh my God, this is $54. He's like, $54 for an omelet? And he's realizing that she like side charged him all of these amounts for stuff that it already was supposed to come with but he had already paid and so he's like well I'm not gonna ask her to like do a refund now so he's like I just paid it and it's like so they have this big discussion discussion on how you know they should have like had her avoided and refunded and then he's like I wasn't gonna do that he's like that's embarrassing he goes but you but he's like but did you say anything he's like yeah he's like I pointed it out to her hoping that she'd offer to do something they didn't offer to do anything and he's like, well, it makes it bad that you just even pointed it out. And he's like, what? so anyway, I just, it was so entertaining to me to hear this story of this omelet and his frustration over overpaying. Like I, I, being the cheap ass lady that I am, I would probably have been like, I'm sorry, ma'am, can you refund this and charge me the correct amount? Like I would have been that girl. Um, he says how Claudia is like, he's like, Claudia avoids all confrontation at all times. He's like, if it was $150 omelet, he's like, she would have just paid it and left. I am not that bitch. I am the, I am the person that will be like, ma'am, uh, you overcharged me. This needs to be refunded. <laughs> There's just no shame in my game when it comes to that. And it's embarrassing for my soul. Yes. But I also would think about it for the rest of the night if that happened to me. So I don't know. I'd rather get it fixed and feel good about that and and then leave her a great tip, right? Like I would have left her like an extra tip just for the trouble. But anyway, that would have been me. But any so this is going to be coming up in my in a future podcast that the good guys, um, if you love food and male weight loss talk and pop culture and, you know, they talk about celebrity stuff and Hollywood because Josh grew up in Hollywood it's a great show. So I, I'm a fan. Check it out if you are so inclined. But I will be doing lots of reviews in the next uh, upcoming episodes. All right. Now let's get into my favorite segment or one of my favorite segments, my tasty treats of the week. So I did a little brief one with all the sugar talk earlier, but my true tasty treat of the week is going to be my visit to Glybon. So that's what I did on 4th of July. I treated myself and Chad to the most delicious Thai food restaurant in Phoenix. Now, it's been a good, it's been over a year since I've visited this place. And I, I do remember the day that I visited it because it was last year on 420, like actually on the day of 420 because my mother was visiting I was in the pro I was in the midst of a mental breakdown because I was just getting my company relaunched with a new partner after being shut down for three to four months. And it was such bad timing that my mom was visiting at this time and that it was like the cannabis holiday of the year. And anyway, so but I was determined to go to this restaurant because I had heard it was amazing Thai and I love, love, love Thai food. My mom loves Thai food. And it was like her last night visiting me. And I mean, this, that was like the most stressful year of my life, like my company. But anyway, so I didn't get to really enjoy it because I was, I was literally in tears going there and, and just felt, felt terrible. I felt bad that my mom was there, that I was so stressed out, that my company was just a disaster and but I was determined to go try this restaurant. So <clears throat> what I remembered is that they had this incredible, I mean, all the food was incredible. I do remember that. 
And they had this New York strip steak appetizer that I could not wait to get again. So I was excited to go at a time when I could have a leisurely afternoon. I could have a cocktail. Um, now I drag Chad. Chad's, Chad hates leaving the house in general, except when it's on his own terms. He hates long drives in the car. He, I mean, he's kind of a baby in that respect. Love him to death, but he's a little bit cranky pants when he has to go for a drive. So I'm like, well, look, you're not going to ruin my experience. So don't come if you don't want to go. Like I need a good experience here. So if you're going to be cranky, stay home. I will bring leftovers, but I am determined to have a really great experience right now. He came and he got a little nauseous in the car drive, but he ended up being fine once he had a beer. So go figure. Uh, so we ended up going and I was excited to have a couple cocktails, have a nice leisurely meal, order everything I wanted to on the menu. So I got this. So the I started with this drink called the Siamese Sling, which was strawberry gin, pineapple, lemongrass, and Chinese orange uh, with soda and some crushed berries in it. Oh my God. This drink was tart, delicious, well-balanced really the perfect drink. I should have just had another one of those, but I did want to, again, try a lot of different things. And they had very, very unique cocktails uh, with a lot of different ingredients that are not traditional. And there was one that looked very adventurous. It had fish sauce in it. So I almost ordered that one, but I'll get that one the next time. But this, this next one that I got was called Grub Ma. And it had pandan, which I looked up. It's this, just this, like, it's it's like this floral kind of plant that they use in, in different cuisines. And they use it in this cocktail. Uh, it had gin, butterfly pea flower, lime, and rosemary. I love rosemary and I do like gin. So this kind of caught my eye. Now, it came, it came the way it was presented was beautiful. It was in kind of like a bourbon glass with one of those huge square ice cubes, which I do like those. But the liquid itself was like thick and purple, which I was not expecting. And it had like this little, it came on this like wooden tray with this beautiful flower. And it looked like a little shot of something besides it. And he's like, this is the lemon juice. He goes, just add it. Or it's the lime juice. He said, just add it to your taste. So I added some, it, it was just a little bit strong of a drink. I still drank it, but it definitely was not as good as the first one. So, and all these people are posting about going dry and non-alcoholic and not drinking anymore. And I feel slightly threatened. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, maybe it's saying something about my, look, I'm not ready to go dry and not drink. I, I don't know. I like to drink a little alcohol. And I don't know if that'll ever change. I mean, I grew up in a household that, you know, was kind of like my dad's side of the family was always cocktail hour and hanging out over dinner and having wine and drinks. And I don't know. I just, I feel like I'll always want that as part of my lifestyle. Um, maybe one day that'll change. I, I just see, see so many people uh, posting about you know, going dry, stopping drinking. You know, my friend Michelle's having her bachelorette party next month. So Chad actually leaves for Vegas next weekend to go on the batch, bachelor party in Vegas, which is going to be like strip clubs and golf and tons of alcohol. I mean, he's he says he doesn't like strip clubs and he's not looking forward to going to any of the strip clubs. He's going to try to skip them. I'm like, yeah, right. And I don't think it's his thing really, but, and I don't care. I'm like, whatever, do your thing. I trust Chad endlessly. Um, I'm just like, just be careful. Please don't get arrested. Oh my God. I, my, my ex-husband from the past got arrested on his bachelor party. Anyway, that's another story, but I just, I have, you know, there are some triggers with me on exes that have gotten arrested or gotten into trouble on bachelor parties. I just said, please, if the guys get in, get too drunk, if they start getting into a fight, please don't get involved. I'm like, please, please, please just don't get involved. So he promised me, but anyway, he's, but Chad, Michelle, you know, the guy that she's marrying, he likes to drink 
quite a bit. He does cut down for her, but she's, she seems like she's on a path to not drinking anymore. So her bachelorette party is going to be up in Sedona. I mean, I'm definitely planning on having some cocktails. I'm sure she'll have some, but it's definitely not going to be the focus of the weekend, which I'm glad. I don't want like some crazy Vegas alcohol fueled party. But when I go out to dinner, I'm going to want a cocktail. You know, if I'm hanging at the pool, I'm going to want a cocktail. So anyway, um, so that's just me. So I did start with a couple cocktails and then I had this, then we had, okay, so the New York strip dish is called Nua Nam Talk and it's got New York strips, shallots, herbs, toasted rice, lime dressing, and organic micro salad. When I tell you that this dish is I'm, like my mouth is watering right now. It is so incredibly flavorful. Now, Chad, both Chad and I both like a lot of salt. Him way more than me. I mean, he'll ruin a dish with too much salt. And I usually salt most things, but this did not like none of the food needed salt. It is so well seasoned and the flavors were just so like intense. Oh, he loved it. He was like, wow, this doesn't even need salt. I'm shocked. So that was amazing. Then we had larb moo, which was local minced pork, shallots, herbs, toasted rice, and lime dressing. It kind of had a similar taste to the New York strip dish, but it was with pork. So that was really good too. And it came, it came with this like, like small slab of, uh, not lettuce wraps, but like cabbage, but they were thin. So I'm like, well, you can't really roll this into a lettuce wrap. So I, I asked the lady, I'm like, is this supposed to be like a lettuce wrap? She's like, oh no. She's like, you're just supposed to tear off and have a little bite of the cabbage with the pork. And I'm like, oh, okay. So, so I did that. It was good. I'll, I'll be posting these pictures on my Instagram pretty soon. So you'll see them. Uh, I took, of course, pictures of all the dishes and the cocktails. So you'll see those on my Instagram at the Diet Obsessed Podcast. Uh, then we had this dish called Kanam Jeeb, which is steamed local pork dumplings, scallions, ginger, and soy. I had had those the last time. They're really good dumplings. I'm not a huge dumpling person, so I just had one and I let Chad eat the rest because he loves a dumpling. And then, oh my God, this next dish was to die for. It was, um, uh, cow pad poo and it was crab fried rice with egg. Oh, so delicious so flavorful, mm. salty, yummy, mm. so good. Then the next one, Capro Gai Kai Dao. This one was stir-fried minced chicken, onion, garlic, it had chili, Thai basil, egg, and rice. We had that one nice and spicy. It was delicious. Um, and then we had the Pad Thai. Now, the last time I got Pad Thai, there. It was extremely savory, which I love a savory pad thai. It has to be savory. That's my favorite. It's the only way I like to eat pad thai. A lot of times pad thai, I'm, I'm very particular about where I order it because a lot of times it comes too sweet. This time, this dish had a little tiny bit too much sweetness. Not not a ton, but it was, it was a, a slight version sweeter than the last time I had gotten it because Last time we went, I was so impressed at how savory it was. This one just had a hint. So, you know, because we didn't have any salt on the table, I just had a few bites. I was so full. So we just brought home the rest and I ate the rest last night and put salt on it and it was perfect. So yummy, yummy, yummy. I, if you ever visit Phoenix, Glybon, that's G-L-A-I-B-A-A-N, run, do not walk, the best Thai food that I've ever had in my entire life so, so, so good. So that was my tasty treats of the week segment. All right. So now let's get into the diet starts tomorrow review. I feel guilty that I'm regressing in my body acceptance journey. So this was with host Remy Casimir and Emily Lubin. And again, what I like about these two is they're just incredibly honest. And I, I love that. I love honest people when they're talking about their health journey and, you know, the ups and downs involved, because we all have ups and downs. And so Remy started talking about how she got sick from McDonald's. She's like, I don't know if it was the McDonald's or Nerds or Cinnabon or a combination. And Emily's like, well, are you, you're like sick to your stomach. 
And Remy's like, yeah, like sick, vomiting, up all night with the sweats. And Remy's like, well, what did you have at McDonald's? And Remy was like, and of course I love this because I love specifics. I love a specific order. So Remy was like, she had two cheeseburgers, five nuggets, a Cinnabon, and then fries. I guess McDonald's must sell Cinnabon. Um, and then a side of fries. And she said... Emily's like, well, it doesn't sound like a lot. She's like, do you typically have that reaction to fast food? And Emily's, um, Remy's like, no, I usually handle it just fine. And Emily's like, well, what do you think it was? And Remy's like, well, I don't know. I ate a bunch of nerds, like the multicolored kind right before bed. And side note on the nerds, I think nerds personally, this is just a personal opinion. Nerds are like the worst candy ever. I mean, I would never go for nerds if I had, a, if I wanted candy, nerds would not be it. Like I like a gummy, I like a, chew, like a chewing situation. Nerds are just like hard, like hard, like tart. I don't know. Just not satisfying at all to me personally, but Remy must like them because she, she was eating them. But anyway, so she had those multicolored nerds right before bed. <clears throat> she's like, my, uh, she's like, my stomach was not happy. She said, then finally at 5am I threw up and it was just a, such a relief from the nausea. So I, I felt better. She's like, but I have to admit there was a return of some like disordered thoughts after I was done throwing up. I was kind of like, Yes. And, you know, like this cancels out the meal and I can start this day without all that stuff in my system. And it just took me back to this like very disordered eating place that I used to be in back in high school. And I don't know, I'm just kind of feeling weird and guilty about it. She's like, I know it's normal to regress and have thoughts like this, but I would be stupid to not correlate the fact that we're in bathing suit season and even though I was very excited about my bathing suit in a private dressing room, you know, when it comes to going to pool parties and the conversations around pool parties, I've recently, you know, been around some people who were very unhappy with their own bodies and, you know, they want to get smaller and, and, and they're talking about it with me. And I just think that that's, you know, maybe gotten to my head. And Emily just clarifies, she's like, you mean people are talking about wanting to drop a few pounds before summer? Like what, what kinds of things are they actually saying? And Remy was like, they're saying things like, do I look fat? Am I too fat to pull this off? You know, we're trying to get healthy. And Emily's like, yeah, that's pretty direct. And Remy's like, yeah, and I know, and, and I know what they mean by healthy. They mean thin. If it has to do with your clothing fitting, you know, it's not like they're talking about like the health of their blood vessels. <laughs> and Emily said that it's definitely a pet peeve of hers when people say they want to get healthy when they really just mean thin. And I don't know. I mean, I think I think it sometimes goes hand in hand. You know, this is just a side note of my own thoughts, because a lot of times when people mean healthy, it just means moving their body more, eating more nutrient dense foods and yeah, typically weight loss does go hand in hand with doing more of that stuff, but it also can mean making healthier choices. Um, just getting back to the podcast, Remy said, I know what they're trying to do. You know, I don't think that they're trying, they're, they're like trying to trigger me with these words, but, and then Emily was like, and, and they might actually equate health with weight loss, which many of us do. And, and sometimes it can mean you're getting healthy. But, okay, so she she did say it there. Um, Emily's like, sometimes it can mean you're getting healthy, but it can also mean that you're getting sick. You know, it's not a catch-all. And Remy's like, yeah, sometimes it is a byproduct. And Emily said, I was watching a show called Cheer on Netflix, and there was a part where they were all getting on the scale and weighing themselves. And they said they have to weigh every week because Coach Monica wants us to stay healthy. And obviously the coach wants them to simply stay thin. And Remy was like, well, we already know what they can do with their bodies. I mean, they're obviously very physically fit if they're like jumping in the air and cheering like that. She's like the girl in the movie Bring It On where she's like, little girls go higher. 
And Emily said, yeah, and you don't need to get on the scale to determine if you're healthy. I mean, come on. And so Remy was like, well, a lot of these types of conversations have been swirling around me lately. You know, other people insecure with their bodies, which makes me feel or rather I allow myself to feel insecure as well. And it really fucking threw me for a loop because you know, here I am, you know, vomiting, my eyes are bulging, I'm sweating. And my thought is, oh, this is good. (laughs) You know, I'm getting rid of all this food. It just, you know, it kind of made me nervous that I'm, you know, having this thought that this unhealthy thought that this, this vomiting just to get rid of this food is, is healthy and, or good in any way. And Emily's like, I've been there, trust me. But she's like, but just to be clear, she's like, you've never actually had like a diagnosis of bulimia, have you? And Remy said, no, I actually tried to throw up on purpose, but was unsuccessful. So this felt, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. She's like, this time it was not purposeful. So, and Emily was like, well, as someone who has been bulimic in the past, she's like, I definitely understand the mentality, you know, you get when you're over full. It's a really uncomfortable feeling. And knowing it would just be easy to go to the bathroom and get rid of this. She's like, I've also had these similar feelings when I've been legitimately sick. She's like, that feeling of emptiness can be addictive. And Remy was like, it's also coupled with this, now I feel relief from the hurt and, you know, being up. And so I know there is a genuinely good feeling that this stuff is out of my body because it was making me feel bad. You know, it was hurting my insides, but then coupled with, oh, good, you know, this this other kind of like diet culture based thing. Um, and Emily was like, I think acknowledging it is what's important. You know, it's also making perfect sense why it would be happening now because you are making a conscious decision to be more accepting of your body as it naturally changes and be more open-minded to these concepts. And I'm doing the same thing, but it's it's not easy. These come up, these these things come up, and, and it makes us feel bad, including, you know, wearing less clothing in the summer, you know, the sweat, the chafing. All of it plays into our mentality because it can be very triggering. And Remy jokes, I'll just get some Mega Babe instead for this anti-chafing. It's just like a product that was recommended before by um, a fat activist that loves it because it's an anti-chafing product. And Emily just said, I'm happy that you're being honest because, and, and, and can admit, you know, the other day our producer was talking about this supplement. Oh, so Emily wants to, to make a confession. She's like, I have to admit. So the, the other day, one of our producers was talking to us about this supplement called berberine. And I've been seeing it on TikTok. People are calling it nature's ozempic. And side note, it's not. <laughs> it doesn't do the same thing. But it was over a week ago and I wasn't feeling great about myself. You know, I had all these stitches in my mouth from my dog biting me. And, you know, I'd been seeing these videos and I ended up ordering berberine on Amazon. And Remy's like, no. And and Emily's like, yeah, I got, I, I did take it for a couple days. And, you know, I don't consider it a relapse, but I do consider it a moment of weakness. And Remy was like, well, can I ask you a rude question? She's like, why don't you consider it a relapse? And Emily's like, why don't I? Hmm. And Remy's like, well, I never even had bulimia, but I'm feeling like a deep relapse from just a thought. So I'm just trying to understand where you're coming from, where you actually have had bulimia. And Emily's like, well, I guess the answer is if I considered every complicated thought I had as a relapse, then I'd be relapsing every other day. You know, I guess, I guess that's the answer because, you know, what changed for me and I did put it away and and stop taking it, but it's very unusual for me to take medical advice from TikTok. It's so unlike me. It just demonstrates that no matter, no matter how much work we do and how far we've come, you know, we can still be prone to feeling like, you know, there's an easy fix out there to feel better about myself. And, you know, and then I looked into the science behind it and, 
there really isn't any good published research. So, of course, that changes things. But Remy was like, well, even if there were studies, you know, even if this was proven to be the best weight loss drug, do you still look at yourself as someone who needs to lose weight? And Emily's like, well, sometimes I do. And, and Remy's like, wow. Oh, no. But, but rationally, like, do you, you know, it's not real, right? And Emily's like, yes, rationally, I know it's not real. But, you know, the other day I was walking my dog. And there's these guys that hang out outside this corner deli. And my dog loves them. He he goes and he lays down with them and hangs out for like 45 minutes. He won't even leave. And she's like, and typically when I see them, it's like 830 in the morning. I'm in my sweats, you know, not, not dressed. I'm, I'm just super cash. And she's like, then the other day I, I took him out later than I typically do. And, you know, I was dressed up. I was wearing an outfit because I was going out. And this guy says to me, wow, you're tiny. And I was like, what? He's like, you're tiny. He's like, I always see you and you're wearing these big sweatpants and sweatshirts. You know, he just kept exaggerating. And and Remy's like mimicking this guy. He's like, oh, you're not big. You're tiny. And And Emily's like, right. Like, you're talking to me like you thought I was a monster. And I just think that maybe that got under my skin. And, and Remy's like, yeah, but he said you were tiny. So, and also like, fuck this guy. And Emily's like, definitely fuck this guy. I mean, there, there's nothing wrong with this guy. He's fine. No, I feel bad for saying fuck this guy. But the point is that it got into my head. So now every time I leave the house, I look in the mirror and I think, do I look tiny or do I like a big monster in my big old sweatpants? So it just, it, this compounded what I saw on TikToks. You know, they're saying that they took the supplement and now they're snatched. So maybe it would give me that edge too. I think, I think that was kind of like the mental state that I was in. And Remy was like, well, when you have thoughts like this, do you talk to a therapist about it? And Emily's like, no, I, I actually need to get a new therapist. And Remy's like, I do too. We're both in a therapist wasteland right now. And Emily's like, it sucks because my old therapist stopped taking my insurance. So I had to switch to a new therapist and retell my whole story, which I can't stand. Then she left the practice so I couldn't afford her anymore. So then I was like, I think I'm good with therapy, but I think I, you know, ultimately I really do need one. And Remy was like, I left mine because I felt like I wasn't really being heard. She's like, but I also do need a therapist. And Emily's like, I've been out for a few years and... Through doing this podcast, I'm realizing I may have some deficiencies. And Remy's like, it's hard to do intuitive eating without working with a therapist because your intuition might become disordered. Like there are mornings when I'm just too tired to go make breakfast. Then I'll, it'll get to noon and I'm like, oh, oh, I'll go. Oh, this is good. But that's not a good thought. And Emily was like, yeah, just, just even those prideful thoughts of, Ooh, I didn't eat until noon. Like I, sh I should feel pride of, proud of myself. And Remy's like, yeah, that can be bad. I'm glad you're talking about your own slip ups though, you know, back into diet culture because it must've, and did it feel like a, it must've felt like a heavy secret or something. And Emily said, I get triggered by the Ozempic talk. She's like, even Andy Cohen's talking about it. You know, everyone has an edge and I don't. And the supplement, you know, to get snatched for the summer was very tempting. And Remy's like, you already are a snatched human being. And Emily said, I guess I just don't see it. And I don't need to be in shape to be a worthy human being. But it's just been ingrained in me since childhood that I need to, I need to be good looking. So, you know, some of you get it, you know, don't just take the supplement because I did talk to your doctor. There are side effects. Like it definitely made me poop a lot more. And Emily's like, uh, yeah. And that's something like that disordered people like me get excited about. <laughs> and Emily's like, I, I'll admit I wasn't unhappy about that. And Remy's like, I feel like we've regressed in this episode and took like six steps backwards. And Emily said, well, part of the process is being honest about these things. And so, you know, here we are. And Remy said, so, so many people probably look at us and go, okay, they're healed and they get to be thin. So I think the optics probably aren't good for us to be talking about this stuff. 
but you know, it is, it's, everybody feels it. So, and Emily is just like, and I've been in that position where I'm like, you know, what gave the person that right to talk about that? And, you know, and, and, and Remy said, I also promised you guys a bikini try on. And I, I didn't hear I, that must've been a past episode that I missed, but Emily's like, I was anxiously awaiting this bikini try on. And Remy's like, but I spiraled out and I got in my head and thinking, you know, some people are going to think that I'm boasting, said Emily. And Remy's like, yeah, like boasting or too thin, or maybe I think I'm too hot or maybe they'll get turned on. And, and Emily's like, I would definitely get too turned on. I mean, I just get turned on by being next to you. And Remy's like, at the same time, someone from the other side is probably saying the ex- the opposite thing. Like, she's disgusting. She's too big. How dare she have the confidence? And I was like, I would just rather not be perceived then. I do want to work on that, though, because I don't want other people's perceptions to hold me back in life. Their opinions are not even my business. So, but ultimately, I don't really think this kind of content is helpful for other people it's not what I typically post. So, you know, I got everything at TJ Maxx anyway. So unless I look so good, you know, why bother posting like bikini pics? And, and Emily's like, it would really just be about challenging yourself. Like, I just think this whole idea of summer bodies is getting to me and I just need to stop. And so then, oh, maybe this is where the, the alcohol thing came from too, because then Emily and and Remy read a Dear DST. So a listener writes in and, and it falls into the context of falling off the wagon. So this writer of uh, that wrote into Diet Starts Tomorrow said, you know, Emily mentioned she stopped drinking a while ago and I've been taking some time off drinking since October. I would love to hear more about how she's handled the challenges that come up. Like what prompted the decision to stop drinking? Do you have any tips on how to be social in situations? Like what changes have you noticed about yourself and has it affected your body image at all? Like have friends and family been supportive? Do you feel compelled to tell people? What do you say if people ask why you're not drinking? What's your go-to mocktail? She, so the writer said she stopped drinking herself because she realizes it wasn't adding anything to her life anymore and she just doesn't want to deal with the hangovers. And she said that she feels proud and happy with her decision. And she had been wanting to hear more from like Emily and and, and um, Remy because they don't really drink that much. And so Emily was like, well, thank you. You know, thank you for writing in. She's like, I stopped drinking because, you know, and I have a hard time finding the language because I didn't really set out on a path of sobriety. I was just realizing alcohol wasn't really agreeing with me anymore. So I just decided to take a break. And it's, it's just lasted, you know, it started in September. So I guess it's been about nine months. And I just, I think I just realized I wasn't really enjoying drinking. And it's as simple as that. Like I was never a daily drinker. I was more of a weekend warrior. You know, I would drink around other people and it was really mainly to calm my anxiety. Like I have a lot of social anxiety. I get, I get anxious about life in general. So I would have a couple drinks and it would help me with my anxiety and it just always did help that social anxiety in general. And Remy's like, it never really helped mine. And, and Emily's like, it did with me for a couple, but if I had too many, then it would make it worse. So by the end of the night, it would feel like very disconnected from people. And, and a lot of times, honestly, I would end up in tears. So it wasn't really a question of, you know, should I take a break? It was, it was just like a no brainer. It just didn't feel like it was fitting into my life. It kind of felt like I was destroying my life. You know, I was having all these terrible hangovers and I would ruminate all day on what I had said and how I, how, how I might've ruined the night. You know, it's just stupid. But anyway, I just realized there's no good feelings left when it came to drinking. And, you know, now that I'm out with friends, I'll be attempted to have an occasional drink because it can sound like a fun way to, to unwind. Um, and Remy's like, it's also a, 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 something to do with your hands. And, and Emily's like, yeah, exactly. Like, what do you do with your hands? But, you know, I just remind myself that it never stops at one or two drinks. So, you know, and, and I'm the type of person where if I'm not going to get drunk. It's like, what's the point? It doesn't even really, I'm like, why bother? Um, and so, and Remy's like, well, 
when you're drinking, do you go, if you're not drinking, do you go for sparkling water? Or like, what's your favorite mocktail? And Emily's all about the old school, like Coca-Cola, like in those little glass bottles that still use real cane sugar. And she's like, that's really my go-to, you know, a spicy margarita. I would get jealous over that, but I don't know. I don't really like the the taste of, of alcohol in general. That's why it's like, if I'm going to drink, it's to get fucked up. And I like Coke. I like, the, I love the taste of Coke. So that's really what I do for a mocktail. You know, I might do a little fresca, but at home, but overall, it's just kind of, you know, I just go for the, the Coke bottle. And Remy gave an example of, you know, at a, a Vanderpump party, they did mock pumptinis. And, and Remy is, is more into smoking cannabis. You know, like she's a cannabis user over, over alcohol. Um, so they kind of talk about just some of the mocktails they drink, but, but they remind the listener or the writer that they're not actually sober. They're, they're like California sober, if you will. They, they don't really drink much and they're not completely alcohol free. Like they're not like on this path of sobriety. Uh, Remy will have an occasional drink. Emily has been alcohol free for nine months, but they both still use cannabis. So they're not like completely sober and they, they did want to point that out. Um, and so, so they, they continue to answer some of the questions that this, this person had about, you know, what to say to people if they're asking about, you know, what do you say? So anyway, I do have some more notes on this, but it all has to do with like, what to tell people when you're not drinking anymore. And obviously this doesn't really apply to my life because I'm still drinking alcohol. Um, you know, maybe this will be helpful to me if I ever decide to stop. Now, I will say that a lot of times that I am, you know, craving the sugar and craving these things, it's it's typically after I have been drinking or I have been using a lot of cannabis. So, you know, sometimes that stuff does lead me to make not great choices for my health. But I don't know. I, I like to change my state, as I've talked about many times, which is why I, I don't like to overdo it. Like, I don't like to drink every day. But when I do, I also like to get a little tipsy, feel good, have a little buzz. Um, and no, that's just me. So that's the way I live my life to each his own. You know, some of you may be sober in this audience and hopefully none of this triggers you. Um, if it does, then I would, you know, recommend not listening, but, um, but I think I would imagine that some of you, you know, I, I think one of my listeners I know has, has cut back quite a bit. She rarely drinks anymore. Um, she has in the past it's, but I think she just doesn't like feels better when she's not drinking as much. So, and I think a lot of my other listeners also like to drink. So anyway, I, I find that I, just like I crave foods, I also, um, you know, when I hear people talking about drinking, I want a cocktail. I don't know. I'm very susceptible to cravings. Um, so that was, that was a good episode. I, I, I enjoyed listening to it. I enjoyed reviewing it. Uh, and right before I hopped on this tape recording, I was, um, I was just scrolling through Instagram and there was a post from that girl, Ashley tracks points that I'd done an episode on a, a couple episodes ago. She's the Weight Watchers girl who's constantly talking about tracking points. And, and I like this post. It was actually the perfect one to see right before I went on and did this because she, she was posting about how, you know, she's talked about getting back on the straight and narrow and she keeps talking about it. And she's like, oh, you guys are probably sick of me here, sick of hearing this. And then I kind of, you know, have some indulgent days and, and need to kind of get back on track again. She's like, but she's like, this helps me be accountable. And she's like, I'm, I'm a real human. I, I'm not perfect. I fall off track. I, I, and then I just get back, you know, get right back on. So, so that's, that's me today. Like typically Thursday is the day that I'm, you know, having more indulgence as the night goes on, because I've typically been really, um, you know, very nutrient dense, very whole foods, you know, Monday through Thursday, but that has not been the case this week because of the holiday. Uh, and so today I just, I woke up, I wanted to have, you know, a healthy day. I wanted, I, I got a lot of working out in, went for, went for a walk, went for a swim, 
um, eating my healthy superfood smoothie protein shake. And yeah, and I'm not going to drink today. Tomorrow and Saturday is a whole nother story. <laughs> so we shall see. But um, but I am excited to review an upcoming Good Guys podcast. I think you guys will really enjoy that. Um, I also was recommended another podcast by a listener. So I'm going to go check that one out soon. If you, if all of you, if any of you have any recommendations, if there's any topics you want me to cover, if there's a podcast that I've never heard about that would fit in perfectly with the, this kind of the topics that I usually cover, please feel free to DM me. I love new ideas, um, but lots of good shows coming up. So if you would, I would love it if you would rate review, um, rate and review this, this episode. That just means going to, you know, Apple or wherever you listen to podcasts, um, and then leaving some stars and leaving a comment either, or would be wonderful. It means so much to us podcasters and, um, please follow me on Instagram at the diet obsessed podcast. Uh, you can follow me on Facebook now at the diet obsessed I also have my website up, thedietobsessed.com. And until we meet again, I hope all of you have a very balanced week.